Welcome back, everybody, to the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung. In studio again with me today is Pastor Josh. How's it going? It's going really well, Sammy. How are you? Really good. It just got kind of bright all of a sudden. Yeah. The sun came out after a cloudy day. Yeah, it was gross out today. Anyway, what's what's been going on? What's happening? Well, uh, I think the big news for me has been uh, this class that I've been working on. I had a lot of time uh, getting ready for that. And, uh, of course, last week, Wednesday, was the first human sexuality and marriage class. How'd it go? I think it went well. I was really pleased with the number of people who came and uh, the attention. I think there are a lot of people who listened in later, too, and haven't gotten a lot of uh, questions or comments, but some encouragement. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see how the next couple go. I thought it was good. I was there. I thought it was very good. You mentioned before we started recording that you're going to have to postpone the next one. So um, I have a problem on the 16th because I have a wonderful daughter who's in gyms. And uh, the way you started saying gems, I thought you were going to say jail and that jail. My, no, my daughter is not in jail. Thought... <laughs> Sorry. So uh, Wednesday, March 16th is gems and gents. So, oh, yes. Uh, Hadley would like me to go dressed in plaid. Dressed in plaid. Yeah, I don't actually own any plaid, but I did see Reese had a plaid shirt Perfect. on Sunday. So I'm hoping that he'll let me borrow it. So, Reese, if you're listening. Yes. Let Pastor Josh borrow your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's gone well. I I uh, appreciated the opportunity and people listening. So Yeah, yeah. it was good. How about you? So, okay. What's going on with you? <laughs> um, Lots of fundraiser prep at the moment. Yeah, I saw you counting out dinero. Yes. <laughs> I was counting fake money. I counted every, like, oh, coin I heard. as well. Because I needed to make sure they were the correct amount. Because we're doing the prices right. So I have some money games. I didn't give away that you're using money for that. No. It's one of the games. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. So I spent... A long time this morning counting fake money. Is there a uh, class that you take in college when for your youth ministry degree that relates to counting money and fundraisers? And No, but there was like a section in one of my classes. Really? Yeah. On accounting? My professor was top notch. Really? He covered it all. Shout out to Dr. Carroll. He was the best. Wow. Yeah, he did a great job. We actually job. talk about... The budgeting process? Yeah, his oh. wife is like a financial advisor or something, so she came in and led that part. I never would have thought that. That's yes. really cool. Yeah, you thought you were asking a funny question. I thought question. I was asking a funny question. And <laughs> but it was I real. actually got taught oh. about it. <laughs> you undermined it. Yes, because I actually remember that section. Well, uh, last year uh, <clears throat> was a lot of fun. I oh, was, good. Uh, I think the first year with COVID kind of impacted yeah. that quite a bit. So yes, uh, we've had one youth dinner. And yes. really enjoyed it. So looking forward to this year. Good. People... Especially since I don't have to play Babel trivia with Pastor Ken this year. <laughs> Babel trivia. <laughs> Sorry. Um. No, but you might get called up for a game. It's kind of at random this year, just picking random names. What if someone doesn't want to participate? They can phone a friend. Good. I might phone a friend. Why? 
No, I'll participate. I'm just thinking. If I have to get up and talk in front of church about the fundraiser, (laughs) you can come play a game. You did a really good job yesterday talking about. Oh, thank you. I know you um, don't like to do that, but you do very well. No, but I thought I'd make a nice little joke about how I don't like to do it. And that eased everyone's mind, didn't it? Okay. They all laughed, right? Yeah, they did. It wasn't like they uh, normally do when I try to make a joke and just sit there. They actually laughed at your jokes. laugh at your jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... So, what do you got going on in the podcast today? Today, are you interviewing? it was a cool interview because we were a 12-hour time difference. Oh. One of our missionaries, Justin Van Zee, oh, yeah. is on the podcast today. So, this is pre-recorded from last week. So, March 3, we like mentioned that in our conversation. Sure. Um, but it was 9 a.m. here and 9 p.m. there. Have you ever um, had the chance to talk to him before at length? No. Oh. Was it uh, good to talk to him? Yeah. He's very but, nice. Yeah. Very easy to talk to. The sound, I will say the sound was a little bit, he's a little quieter mm. on the sound, so turn him up a little bit when you're listening. But and you can turn, still hear and him. turn you down. Yeah, I probably sound like I'm shouting. <laughs> anyway, stick around for this interview with Justin. Well, Justin, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for being here. Well, yeah, it's great to be with you. Thank you. It's 9 p.m. there, correct? Yep, that's right. You've already went through pretty much all of March 3. Yeah, it's a good day. It was a oh, little good. bit warm, but it's a good day, I'll tell you that. Oh, good. Yeah, like yeah. what's the temperature over there? Uh, it was probably 95 today. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. It was so 18 we're, we're when I left my house this morning. <laughs> <laughs> nice and chilly. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, we have you on the podcast today because you're one of our missionaries. Um. So we're going to spend most of our time kind of talking about that. Um, but before we get to that, for people that may not know you, just a little bit of background on like who you are, where you are serving, stuff like that. So first on my list, I just have with the get to know you time a little bit about your family. So if you can give us a little bit of background with that, we can start with that. Yeah, great. Thanks, Sammy. It's, uh, it's great yeah. to be with you. Um, yeah. yeah, so I am in Brompton, Cambodia, um, and I've been living here for eight years. Um, nice. And about my, my family, I'm not married, uh, but I grew up in central Iowa, youngest of six kids, uh, and- Six, um, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the youngest, so I'm glad they went for all six, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, so you're the youngest of six, and, what, and you've been in Cambodia for the last eight years. Yeah, that's right. Great. Um, Outside of like mission work, did you, what were some other jobs that you've had like in the past or when did you start missions, kind of your work background as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, um, uh, I went to, I went to Dork College in Iowa uh, and then I spent two years as an English teacher in South Korea. Okay. Um, And then I spent four years at Calvin Seminary. Okay. And then I came to, uh, came to Cambodia. So one of the interesting things about me is that I've never actually had a full-time job in the U.S. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I'm in my late 30s, and I've I've done like summer jobs or like okay, and things like yeah. That. But it's, in terms of like a 40 hour week with like benefits or something like that, like I've never done that. Um, oh wow! So my my work career has really been two years teaching in Korea, and then eight years in Cambodia. Oh yeah, really yeah. cool. Is that what you're doing in Cambodia as well? Are you teaching? Yeah, so I work in uh, like youth leadership development. So okay. I partner with a number of different organizations. Um, and, or I, I have over the last few years, uh, partnered with different churches. I uh, used to 
used to teach part-time at a, at a Bible college. Okay. Um, I'm not doing that right now. So it's kind of a, a, a blend. I do a little bit of teaching, some mentoring, some coaching, okay. um, some kind of encouragement and that, and that sort of stuff. So it's not, it's not in a, like a formal classroom setting, okay. um, but it's, much, it's um, a little bit more like a college ministry type setting. Okay. Yeah. Really cool. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, but outside of that, when you're not teaching or working, what are some like hobbies that you have over there? What's like fun to do? Yeah. So, um, I, uh, is a, is, is not a great city for running. I've been part of a running group, okay. um, for a couple of years and, uh, it's more fun with people. Is there, it's, yeah. uh, the streets are a little bit narrow and there's not a lot of sidewalks. So you end up running on the street and there's dogs. Okay. So, so yeah. I do that uh, or I go to the gym. I like to, I have a bicycle. I, I like to cycle in the evenings. Uh, nice. Um, or yeah, just uh, hang out with friends and things like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't remember if I added this question for later, but Pastor Josh mentioned that um, the house you live in is a little bit like different. Like there's multiple people that live in the house with you. Is that correct? Is yeah, that that's right. Yeah. How many people live in the house with you? So there's there's six of us total. Sometimes, oh, wow. sometimes when people ask me like, "What do you do for fun?" I say I I, I parent teenagers. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I'm I'm the old guy, uh, and yeah, they're they're between age eighteen and twenty four. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're it started as kind of well, it's, it's kind of like a discipleship concept. So okay. Um, we 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 dinner together. We have a weekly house meeting, Bible study together. Oh, cool. Uh, and then we have chores, right, cleaning and whatnot. And yeah. And I do some kind of intentional kind of one-on-one mentoring with those guys. Okay. Um, so you're kind so of yeah, their so mentor while you live with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So really it's cool. kind of this like life-on-life kind of discipleship model. Kind of an yeah. Kind of small model. Yeah. yeah. And has that been the case the whole time you've been there, the whole, the last eight years? Yeah, almost. I, I lived by myself for the first uh, four or five months. And then actually one of the pastors I was working with, um, really encouraged me to try this. He's like, it'll be really great for your cultural learning and yeah. language and stuff. And, um, I said, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. And, um, I took a first group of guys in for four years or sorry, for one year, four guys for one year. Okay. And I said, you know, at the end of the year, everyone's out, like we're done. Yeah. Like, it's over. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Well, like, what if this was really terrible? Like I needed an out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so those guys all moved out and then uh, I, I brought it, there was a new group of guys. And so it's not been in like the same guys for eight years. There's been, I okay. think like uh, 13 or 14 different guys. That I've oh, wow. Um, yeah. Really cool. Do you keep in contact with the ones that have kind of like graduated out? Is that what you would call it? Like after a year, they kind of graduate out of the house? Yeah. So, so now it's more like, uh, it's not, it's less of a one-year program and more of like a, more of a familial sort of like a family environment now. Yeah. Um, so there's one guy here who's been here seven years now. Okay. Actually part of the second group and he stayed. Yeah. Uh, and then these other guys have been a little bit more, um, like one guy's been four years, one, the other three have been here, I think two years, uh, okay. over two years. Yeah. Nice. So, but the other guys that have moved out, yeah, I definitely still see them not as much as before, obviously. Yeah. Um, usually they, they move out to get married or like that's kind of the, the next yeah. thing. And that's so the then, next thing uh, for them. They're a little bit a little bit uh, busier, but I, I definitely yeah. get, get to see them sometimes. Sure. Yeah, that's really cool. I just remember Pastor Josh mentioning that and I wanted to know more about that. So thank you for explaining that to me. That's really cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, so 
like I mentioned, you are one of our missionaries at First Cutlerville. Um, how did you get connected? Because like you said, you've pretty much only worked out of the U.S. So how did you get connected with First Cutlerville? Yeah, so when I was uh, starting out uh, eight years ago, thinking about, uh, this would have been about nine years ago when I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and thinking about, okay, which, which churches do I have connections to? I thought about uh, First Cutlerville because uh, Pastor Ken is my uncle. Oh, oh yeah. Really cool. So that was my that was my connection. And there's several people in the congregation as well with kind of connections to Central Iowa. And so I thought, yeah, oh, okay, I'll sure. send them a letter. Um, yeah. And then it was it was actually wasn't the past like the Pastor Ken Uncle Ken connection that mm-hmm. I sent the mission committee a letter and someone on the mission committee like picked it up and thought that was interesting and invited yeah. me out for a cup of coffee. And then it was only then that they realized that oh, I was Pastor Ken's nephew. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like total corruption. It was actually like yeah. the <laughs> center at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But that's that's what made me reach out to First Colorville. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then is there other churches that you kind of partner with as well? Or is it this might be a dumb question, but just like just partnering with First Colorville, or is there other churches that support you as well? Yeah. So there uh there are 12 churches. Oh that wow support my work. Yep. There's that's three awesome. in uh three in West Michigan and then nine in Iowa. Okay. So there's kind of two clusters. So usually I try to visit churches every other year. And yeah. that would be like three weeks in Michigan so I can see the Michigan churches and then like nine weeks in Iowa to yeah. see the, the Iowa churches. Yeah. Makes, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah. Great. Do you like hear from all those churches then while, while you're gone then? Like do people like write to you or like how do you stay connected with those churches? Yeah. So there's, there's different levels of connection. So um, I would say First Colorville is a little bit on the like more connected side. So like, okay. I, you know, you're reaching out today like um, – and but yeah there's often like the email your missionary thing that people put in the bulletin yeah. and, and so yeah. I, I get that, that sort of thing uh mm-hmm. churches um yeah there's some churches that i really don't ever hear from okay. or you know i send i send out a newsletter and uh nothing you know sort of crickets yeah um, but then some churches are are more connected as well yeah makes sense awesome great well let's kind of jump into these mission questions i have for you um the first one i have um like I mentioned before we started talking on recording, um, I'm a, the student ministries coordinator here. So I work with the middle school through young adult students. Um, okay. And right now I'm actually prepping for our summer mission trip and we're going to Kentucky for, there was the tornadoes there this past fall. So we're gonna help with like disaster relief from that. But I was just wondering if you had any like mission trips when you were in middle or high school or even as a young adult that really impacted you or like if that played a role. In this or if you never did any mission trips when you were in high school yeah i did um that's a really good question i think those can be really formative experiences for young yeah. adults like when we get out of our context and away yeah. from mom and dad and like yeah. oh and engaging this and like as a as a christian what does that mean yeah uh, so one of my my first ones was actually pretty big and maybe that plays like the role is i went yeah. on a three-week trip to mexico okay when I was 16. wow so, yeah, I, I'm looking back now, like, my parents let me go to Mexico for three weeks. Yeah, that's a long time at yeah, 16 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. but it was, a really, it was a really positive, formative experience. I had a few friends that went on the trip as well. Um, okay. And that was one of the things that really, I'd always kind of had an interest in mission and an interest in, like, cross-cultural work. I was, the, mm-hmm. like, when the missionaries came and would speak after church, I was always the kid, like, who wanted to stay. Like, I want to be there. In the oh, really? Presentation. Yeah. And that was, like, yeah. the slideshow and all that. that yeah. Um, so I remember always being excited for that. And then, and then, uh, I had this, this, uh, opportunity to go when I was 16 and I was just thrilled to have a chance to go myself. 
Yeah. Was that through your church or was that like through a separate organization? It was through a separate organization. Uh, okay. Idea Ministries. I'm not sure if they're still. Oh, yeah. Uh, still still in church I feel like I've heard of that one before, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that kind of set your course almost to see like on that three week trip where you kind of like, yeah, I could see myself doing something like this or like missions is something I really want to pursue. Yeah, I think there was like I, I had an interest in other cultures and other places. And I think uh, that there was spark to try to be encouraged by that. And yeah. it wasn't just like, um, like, oh, now I'm going to be like full on. This is my calling for life. Yeah. You know, and there were different like steps. So I did um, spend a couple months in Zambia when I was uh, doing my undergraduate degree. Okay. And then uh, I spent a semester studying in the Middle East, actually, after okay. my, uh, after, or no, as, as my last semester of my undergrad was studying in Cairo. Uh, and then I had, a, you know, two years in Korea. So if you look at it, it's like three, three weeks to two months. The four months yeah years, it's kind of built so it's been, up yeah. yeah it's been building up along 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 the way yeah that's awesome did you have anyone like in your life that kind of encouraged you in that like I could see you doing missions or like or was it more of just like a you kind of explained this already but was there anyone that like helped you pursue that yeah I think it was a it was a lot of kind of internal um like an internal interest and then yeah. I had a yeah. Um, I had a, my older brother, one of my older brothers, uh, went on a couple of mission trips when I was maybe like eight or nine. Okay. That was fabulous. That was just yeah. so amazing. Like yeah. someone in my own family could do those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that that was something that was probably a kind of a role model to speak like my older brother. Um, yeah. They weren't like really long experiences, like a few months. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think those were, yeah, something I, someone I looked up to when I was actually. Yeah. Are any of your other siblings like involved in missions at all or just you? Uh, just me. I mean, they they serve in their local churches and okay. that way involved in missions, but not in a, not in a cross-cultural sense. Yeah. Nice. Great. Um, so like you mentioned, you're currently in Cambodia and you've been there the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we already kind of talked about your living situation and you explained that. So I'll jump to the next question. Um, oh, you already answered a lot of my questions. So we'll just kind of see where it goes. Um, let me quick look. So let's go a little bit more into detail on like what specifically you're doing in Cambodia. Um, so like kind of what does a day in the life look like for you? Has it changed in the last eight years? Like what is, what specifically are you doing there? I guess to let people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all sort of under the umbrella of like young adult leadership formation. So that's okay. kind of the whole my eight years, if I had to sum it up, that would that would be it. But it's been kind of different chapters, and I'm probably in like the third chapter. Okay. Um, so when I started here, I worked inside the local church. Okay. So it was a church that had like a really robust like youth ministry and dormitory ministry, university students. Um, and so, oh, because like uh, universities here don't have dorms. Okay. So if you want to come and study in the capital city of Phnom Penh, um, there's no there's no place to live. Okay. So a lot of churches actually uh, operate dormitories um, where okay. young adults can live. Um, and so I was, cool. I was working with a church originally that, that did that. And so I was just like working inside of one local organization and that was kind of where I anchored myself. Yeah. Um, that wasn't probably like the greatest long-term fit, but it was really good for like language and culture learning yeah. when, I, when I arrived. Um, so then after about three years of that, I transitioned and uh, started doing 
similar work, but kind of in a, in a broader, instead of just doing it in one church, working with a number of churches um, and was anchored a little bit more inside of a, a Bible college. Okay. So I was teaching some uh, Old Testament courses at the Pompton Bible School. Okay, um, cool. And I did that for a couple, couple years. And then for the last three years here, I've anchored myself a little bit more closely with a local, like, uh, a local organization. So okay. It's, it's a parachurch ministry, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I've been working with them to develop uh, a young adult leadership program. Uh, okay. Because they have uh, this organization called Dove. They have a one-year leadership program that runs on Saturdays. Okay. Uh, kind of for university students or like anyone between about age 20 and 30 or so. Okay. So some university students, some people who are out of university working. Um, and so they're, they're doing their training on, on Saturdays. And it's kind of a self-discovery program. You okay. learn more about yourself, you learn more about God, you learn more about, you know, kind of some tools to reflect on your life. And so they've, they've been running that program for six, seven, eight years. Um, and when students finish that program, they were often, often asking, like, what's next for us? Like, we want, yeah. we want level two. We want to do yeah. more. We yeah. want to go deeper. Let's, let's, and they, what really is happening is they miss the authentic community. They miss yeah. the opportunity to, to gather with their friends, get to know mm -hmm. people and have that kind of structured environment. Um, and so this organization, Dove, they didn't really have the capacity to develop level two. And so they okay. uh, invited me and said, hey, Justin, would you be willing to, uh, uh, to work with us and, and get to know um, our students and, and develop something with level two? So that's yeah. what I've been doing uh, the last couple of years. Um, unfortunately, it's been, uh, we, we launched in March of 2020. So that's kind of like the magic COVID start time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what a so, time to start. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had a cohort in 2020, but it was like, oh, okay. That was, uh, and then we, another uh, cohort in 2021, which um, yeah, both have been really, really impactful. By COVID. Yeah. So we didn't intend to start an online program, but that's what we ended up doing. For yeah. Online. Just so you kind of had a plan already and then you had to adjust it accordingly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that had to be tough. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and everyone is going through that. Um, yeah. So that's um, that's about half of my role is working with okay. that organization. Uh, so I go down there on um, let's see Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So I was okay. I was down there, and when I say down there, it's on the south side of the city. I live on the north side of the city. Okay. So it's about a thirty-minute commute on my motorcycle. Okay. Um, depending on the traffic, it can be. Oh, cool! Far. You drive a motorcycle. I do. I drive a motorcycle. It's the fastest way through the city. So yeah, um, I bet. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. It's warm enough there probably just to ride it all the time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me, so did you drive a motorcycle in the US? I'm like, uh, no. Like, it's well, cold. why not? I'm like, well, there's something called winter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just a foreign concept yeah. here. This yeah. Would totally not work. It's so cold that you couldn't drive a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the best, not the best combination. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. I just got distracted by the motorcycle part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, so that's like half of my role is with this local organization. And then uh, another piece of my role is um, I lead a uh, or co-lead an online spiritual formation program called Faith Walking. Okay. Uh, so that is, uh, Faith Walking is a curriculum based out of, um, or an organization that develops a curriculum based out of Houston, Texas. Um, oh, cool. it's, an on, it's a modular spiritual formation program. So there's like six modules and each one is 10 weeks long. And okay. I went through that myself and thought, okay. oh, this is really helpful as, yeah. in terms of my own spiritual formation. This was helpful. And I was seeing that a lot of the, the young adults I work with, um, 
they don't fail because of a lack of biblical knowledge, though mm. biblical knowledge is important. That's not really what ultimately like hinders them in their, their growth and their and their leadership. It's it's often more like uh, things about emotional maturity, like an inability mm. to give, getting getting hung up with a grudge, things like that. Yeah, that's really what really catches people. And this is a program that deals a little bit more with that. Um, so I thought, hey, you know, I did this program. Uh, this is really helpful. I wonder what it would look like if I did this with Cambodians. Like, would this, yeah. uh, this work or not? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, why not? It's online anyway. So, like, why not make it? Uh, let's do a cohort of young adults from around the world. Mm. Um, so I reached out to my colleagues um, in, in other countries, uh, mm-hmm. resident global mission employees that are working in other places, and said, hey, yeah. do you have any young adults who'd be interested in this? Uh, and so we put together a cohort of nine young adults from around the world awesome. who are working through this program together. Uh, and we almost, like, yeah, it's been a year and a half now that we've been doing this together, uh, wow. which has been really, really fun. Really yeah, I bet. Very good for young adults. Um, yeah. So that's that's another hat that I wear, uh, is that, that spiritual formation program. Got the guys that I live with, it's another hat that I wear as part of my job. Yeah. And then I'm a, I'm kind of a consultant for two other organizations as well. Okay. Kind of in a more in a smaller role. Uh, I work with a publishing company here. Okay. And with a uh, uh, peace and conflict transformation organization as well. Wow. So some advising. Wow, you stay very busy then. Lots of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I anchor myself in in jobs. So if, if people have only okay. a little bit of time, I just say, okay, that's what I do. I work with these young adults. But then yeah. there's, a, there's a few other pieces that all kind of are connected in there. Yeah. Do you feel like you're just like always working then? Because you're kind of working at home then because you're living with people that you're mentoring. Yeah. Does it not feel <laughs> like work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, they're big days. They're really yeah. big days. And that's, yeah. that's one of the challenges that I'm, I'm really finding is that um, it's hard to have that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also, yeah, because I live with these guys. And so home is not always restful. Yeah. Um, and then I, because of the time zones, and I work for a North American-based mm. like mission agency, so based in Grand Rapids, yeah. Um, yeah. time zones are different. So 12 hours yeah. different. So yeah. uh, like I started work at 8 a.m. And I'll finish work at 10 p.m. Yeah. Right? Because I called this morning at 8 and I have this call at 9 p.m., which yeah. is fine. I, I said yes to it. Yeah. Um, but just to catch the catch the time zone, yeah. like things early in the morning, late at night. Yeah. So it, can, it can make for some uh, big days. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. For sure. Yes. You mentioned that you connect with Resonate, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you know any of our other missionaries, like Jenny or Josh or Joel? Do you connect with them at all ever? I just know the couple of the ones I've interviewed have known each other, so I was just curious if you did as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Joel Heiser, um, Joel Heiser is the, he's two levels above me in Resume. Uh, okay. Um, and we actually grew up in the same hometown. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I, I mean, at different times. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we know similar people and like, I, yeah. know, I know my family, he knows my family. So that's a fun connection. Yeah. And then, um, let's see who, Jenny is, uh, Let's see, who else are your missionaries? Joel Heiser and... And then Jenny LeMayhew, Gela, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, since we work in the same region, sometimes we're involved in kind of regional stuff. There's like a regional oh, cool. retreat. We do, yeah. uh, with Resonate, we do regional retreats. Well, in a, non, in a non-COVID world, the folks yeah. who work in the same region, 
to yeah. be able to get together for you know three or four days uh, somewhere yeah. tropical on a nice beach somewhere. Oh, cool! And have a relaxing time together. So I met Jenny through that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. I'm trying to think, there was someone else I interviewed earlier. Oh, George Device, who's also part of. Yes. Yeah. So actually, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I know. I know George as well. I met him at a training in Eastern Europe. Actually, I went to a awesome. training that he was leading. Yeah. 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 And the Device are fantastic people. Yes, yeah. they're all just so nice. I've had. I interviewed George a few months ago and then we just had Joel in like last month and he did an interview on the podcast and he was able to speak at our church because he's back in the States right now. So that was kind of, kind of cool to be able to talk to them and just see how you all connect. So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Great. Um, Before we wrap up kind of this mission part first, thank you for explaining what you do. I think it's cool for people to be able to get to hear all the different things that you do and like what we're supporting and stuff like that. So Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Um, the last thing I have with the missions is, do you have any specific like mission field stories that you've really seen like God at work that you think would be cool to share with people? Yeah, um, I think. Well, one of one of them is this this faith walking project that I mm-hmm. this online spiritual formation piece. Um, yeah. So I I really think it's it's pretty amazing the way that that all came together yeah. um, in the sense that uh, we started planning and praying and thinking about something like that in 2019 before I knew what like mm. COVID was before I yeah. like um, and I thought oh would this work like online people aren't going to want to be online no one yeah else. they're going to be so busy with the rest of their lives like yeah. they really yeah. want to sign up for this online program and so it was all like in place and gonna happen before mm-hmm. COVID started. Um, oh, wow. So before I knew what that was, so we were planning it in 2019 to start yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and so that was like one of these really amazing things of, oh, wow, like we had this, um, I, I think like, it's, it's, and it's been a very fruitful program. Yeah. But it's, it was something that I think God orchestrated in a way that it was, it was, a, it was a good program for a good time in a way that I wouldn't have wouldn't have imagined yeah um, yeah that's really cool yeah so you were planning for it to be online before it like needed to be online essentially yeah 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 Yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah and then the the other thing that is you know when I always point to like stories and sometimes we we want like really big stories of like oh these 10 people became Christians or these 100 people became Christians but what I really delight in is when like um when I see small changes in the daily lives of young adults. Yeah. Right? So I work with a lot of young adults. And so when it, yeah. it's on the issue of like forgiveness mm-hmm. and we talk about something and they're like, you know, and we try to make uh, plans, you know, when we, when we learn something in, in the class or the program together, there's usually like an action plan or a step you're going to take. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and like, oh, how did that go? Yeah. And when people actually like do it and it's like, yeah, I had that conversation with, with my brother or whoever. And, yeah. and, and you know what? And, and we resolved that conflict. Like that's yeah. the sort of stuff that I think is just really, uh, really fantastic. And so um, in my most recent, my most recent prayer letter, I share a story of Jen Holm, which is a, which is a young guy that I worked with. He's like 23. And I've seen this kind of like opening up of him uh, in, mm. in like this really positive way of someone who's really kind of, kind of, close, uh, unsure, skeptical, 
this kind of opening up this uh this kind of um blossoming in a way mm. of him growing in his own leadership and growing in his own maturity uh, yeah. which has been just really fantastic really yeah. fun to see yeah yeah that's really cool. I totally agree. A lot of people want to hear all these like big time stories, but sometimes these little things make the biggest impacts and yeah. talked about as much. So that's really cool that you are able to like see those. And it's probably fun to like see the people take a little step two years ago and then like another big step in a couple of years. So it's just kind of fun to see those like transformation over time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the joy of being in a place for, for uh, like eight years. Um, yeah. Because I was another thing I was, um, I was talking to someone about a uh, an organization uh, that I know in the city, a Christian organization, and they said, "Oh yeah, and there's a there's a new director there." And I'm like, "Oh okay, who's, who's that?" They said, "Oh, it's ah, uh, sign sign the role." I'm like, "Sign the role." I knew him <laughs> eight years ago. He was one of the kids. That's in the awesome. Dorm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. At that time, he was like 25. I thought he, I thought he was a punk. I didn't really yeah. like him. <laughs> And then I, I, I actually had lunch with him. I met him at this, I saw him at this training and yeah, he's the, he's the director of this organization and he used to be really cocky and really like, mm. oh, okay, it's just a punk. Um, yeah. And then, and then I, I talked to him and this, like this change of like, he was just mm. really humble and yeah. he's like, oh, being the director is just really, really hard work, you know? And just like this, it yeah. wasn't this like haughtiness, cockiness. It was like, yeah, like, humble and, and gracious and presence and like oh man this is really fun to see that that yeah. change over eight years yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome really cool well thank you for sharing those I think those are great examples of how you've seen God at work in little ways or even in big ways to see all that change in people is really cool yeah is there any other things you think people would like to hear about any last minute mentions you want to add um let's see no, I think I'll stick with that for now. Nothing okay. comes to mind right away. Yeah. Great. Um, is there like any places people can like hear more or find out more? Like, is there a website that like says what you're doing or you mentioned a newsletter? Like, are these things getting sent out to churches? Maybe it, we have it. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. So I send out a newsletter typically every other month or sometimes okay. it's every third month if it's been, okay. it's been kind of busy. Yeah. Um, and so Coach Cutlerville is on the list. Um, okay. I'm not entirely sure where those go. If those get printed out somewhere, if, yeah. uh, if how that works at your at your church. Yeah. Um, but if um, if people want to get directly on the email list, they can do that too. My okay. email is the letter J, then my last name Banzi at crcna.org. You're okay. welcome to send me an email, and I can add you to the email update list. It's a, yeah, an email like every other month. Um, yes. But then, yeah, I'm on the Resonate website as well. If you you go to resonateglobalmission.org. You okay. can find you can find me there. Perfect. I'll add that stuff to the description of this um, episode as well, so people can go check it out. Fantastic. Great. Well, to wrap up for today, we can go to Sammy Six. Did you get a chance to look at some of those questions I sent over? I did. They're they're good questions. Yeah. Great. Um, they're just kind of fun to wrap up with people a little more lighthearted. Um, but this first one I really wanted to ask, since you're Food is probably quite different than what we eat here in Michigan. Yes, it is. Was there any interesting restaurants that you've been to or even an interesting meal that you've had is my first question. Yeah, so um, when, I, when I read this question, I thought of one place here, um, not so much because of the food, but because of the experience. Okay. There's, a, there's a restaurant here called, here called Dine in the Dark. Um, oh. I don't know if they have this in the U.S. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. But it's, it's totally dark. And you, uh, Wild. you go in and it's, um, 
it's a, a all the servers are blocked. Um, okay. And so you you go in. Wow. Completely dark. They lead you to your to your to your seat, and then uh -huh. they you know kind of grab your take your hand. Okay, this is what your your plate is. Um, yeah. And then um, yeah, it's a it's kind of this empathy creating experience to have this. What is it like to eat and being blind? Yeah. And so yeah. It, it started with like silverware trying to trying to get everything end up using your hands because I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it from my plate to my mouth on my oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, well, no one can see me anyway. So yeah. This, yeah. No one's looking at you. No one's judging you. Yeah. Yeah. No one can see anyway. Yeah. I think they do have that here, but more I think like the servers wear like the the glasses that you can see in the uh, okay. So like some people can, but I've never okay. it's anywhere around here. I feel like that's kind of I feel like I've seen it in like LA or something like that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Not around here. But yeah, that's how many times have you been there? Just the one time or have you been there? Uh yeah, I just went once. Yeah. Once. Nice. Great. Um, my next one I have for you is your favorite Christian book other than the Bible. Yeah, uh, the one that came to mind for me was uh, N.T. Wright's book, The Challenge of Jesus. Oh, cool. um, I read that kind of at a critical time in my life, and that, become a, that became a favorite. I haven't yeah. read it for a few years, so maybe okay. some looking out there thinking, oh, it's not that good. But I really liked it when I read it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like asking that one because it gives good suggestions of people to be like, oh, I can't think of a book to read right now, and then someone suggests one, then maybe that's what they needed to read at the time. So. Sounds great. Great. Sweet. Um, this question sometimes needs a little bit of an explanation, but I heard it on another podcast where the host asked someone like how they wake up their house. Like, is there specific things you do to like wake up the house or is it hard with like the amount of people living in your house? You all wake up at different times or is there like you open the windows first thing in the morning, start the coffee. How do you get your house ready for the day? Yeah, we, we all, they mean the guys, we all have kind of different routines a little bit yeah. when we get up and get going, but. Uh, for me, it's always it's go downstairs, open the back door of the house, mm -hmm. and let the dog. Uh, so the dog comes in, comes into the house. We have a little, nice. little dog. Um, yeah. And then you know, part of my morning routine also is uh, watering the plant out in front of the house. And so some of those things of just kind of opening things up a little bit. And yeah. Um, sometimes it's like looking at which dishes weren't washed from the night before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guys. Yeah. Trying to find a clean one that you wanted to use. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then definitely nice. start the coffee, of course. Yes. Yeah. First thing in the morning. Got to get that going. Great. Um, do you have a go-to coffee order that you like to drink? Yeah. So my uh, standard is, is hot and black. So I would okay. take like a uh, coffee of the day at, at Starbucks, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's my morning coffee. If I'm in, if it's an afternoon coffee, um, maybe, an, maybe a, an iced coffee. If, okay. if I'm if I'm a, around the city, so iced coffee yeah. is very popular here, very oh, very popular. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, so the, they're very sweet, and there there's like lots of sweet and milk in them. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Cambodia is definitely a coffee drinking culture. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as I was asking this question. That it's, I feel like it's popular in Cambodia, or like they're known for some good coffees. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. the. But whenever I order a coffee, I have to. Cause I, I like Americano, so I have to yeah. specify I want it hot. Yeah. Like, because otherwise it's just naturally ice. Yeah. Naturally. They ice it. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Great. Um, my next one I have for you is kind of just a silly one. What is your favorite thing to wear on your feet? Your favorite kind of shoes? So sandals, whatever they have to be yeah. sandals. Um, yeah. And 
I uh, mentioned earlier, I drive a motorcycle and well, yeah. like half the year it's rainy here, like four or five months out of the year. It's okay. Rainy. And so, and the streets flood. And so then uh -huh. you don't really want to have shoes on. It's easier to have yeah. sandals on. Yeah. I, know, so I, ride, I ride my motorcycle with sandals on. So there's someone out there thinking that's not good at all. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So when you think about it in terms of like flood protection and water and stuff, it's just way easier to, uh, yeah. Um, to wear sandals and then you get to where you're going there's often like a like a hose out front or there's okay. a water source so you can yeah. clean off your feet perfect yep. yeah and if you're wearing sandals that's just easy to do easy yeah yeah perfect great and then my last question to wrap it up is what is your favorite or what is your go-to nighttime snack yeah so we uh i live with these guys we eat dinner kind of late we okay. eat at like 8 30 9 o'clock okay really. Um, but then usually after dinner, I will have like two pieces of chocolate, not just a nice. little bit of chocolate, a little sweet ending. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, is it like milk chocolate or dark chocolate, any specific kind, or do you switch it up? I, I usually go for milk chocolate. Okay. Nice. My guest yesterday also said chocolate, but she said dark chocolate. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty common nighttime snack. Just a little something sweet to end the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, Justin, this has been very fun getting to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time after your long day. I know you ma it made your day a little bit longer because it's almost 10 o'clock at night there. And I'm just starting my day right now. So thank you for doing this. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, well, thank you, Sammy. And thank you to anyone at First Colorville for uh, yeah. listening. Thank you for your uh, for your support. It's been, a, it's been really great to partner with uh, churches like First Colorville. In yeah. Um, and it's critical. It's critical to the work here. Yeah. Prayer and encouragement is, is really part of this ministry too. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, great. I'm going to quick stop recording it.